still have to have people uh, send me all the Zoom stuff. I, there's no way I could create it myself, I, I, and I, I never will. So I'll just let people do it, which is great. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know what you're. I know what you're saying. I uh, we're part of a Toastmaster group, and so that's we're all Zoom right now. And of course. So, so we've gotten pretty good at at navigating it somewhat. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, you ready to get going? I'm ready. All right. Let me get a let me get our hard start here. Hello and welcome to the Swing Smarter monthly newsletter. This is your host, Joey Myers from HittyPerformanceLab.com. And on this call, this is actually a take two. We had a, a wonderful conversation with Coach Rob Bruno from NorCal Baseball a couple days ago, but the audio was terrible. Could, could barely hear Coach Rob and my transcription service couldn't even pick up his beautiful, beautiful sounding voice. So we decided uh, Rob, Rob Bruno was understanding enough to, to do a take two and we'll We'll go after it. So welcome to the show, Rob. Thank you, Joey. Uh, glad to be here. Yeah. Hey, I wanted to start off. I found our int our interesting conversation going to some cool corners. And I first wanted to start off with the very, very unique approach that NorCal Baseball took when this COVID thing hit. So can you go into that a little bit? Absolutely. So, you know, this uh, whole COVID thing, it, it started really March 13, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, I've got a story about that day also. I was embarking on a, a great trip, an 11-day trip, I'll tell you just real quick on that one, uh, which involved actually the, uh, the Fresno-Clovis area. So a little baseball trip going down to Bakersfield, uh, up, up to uh, Fresno-Clovis to watch a couple days, down to, down to Las Vegas to watch another game on, mon on a Monday, uh, Tuesday through Friday, spring training, and then Friday through Sunday uh, coaching in a tournament down in Arizona, everything was banged within four hours. So the, the COVID thing, that, that was uh, one of the most amazing days, kind of like a day that, that'll live in infamy, so to speak. <laughs> so uh, anyway, so what we've done is this. We've made sure that we can get all the information out to coaches by a lot of different ways. Uh, one of the things that we did was we, we challenged the heck out of kids. Uh, we told them, hey, you've got an opportunity uh, to make a difference in this downtime. What are you going to do with your time? And uh, if they didn't have a workout program, we gave them a workout program. Uh, kids are smart and they're industrious, so they can find a place to go train and, and do different things. You can do things in your garage. Uh, there, there are ways to, to get your workouts in. So they did that. They did a great job. Uh, secondly, and, and by the way, they all gained about 15 pounds, 10, 12 to 15. It was amazing. All they right. did was train. I mean, what, what a life, right? What right. a life. So from that, uh, the other part is uh, these are talented kids that we work with. There's no question about it. They're already talented, and, and they're industrious, and they, they're wired a different way than, than most kids, I think. And, and, and they have goals, and, and they want to reach them, and so they work even harder. <clears throat> so third part is once we started resuming what we were doing, uh, we, we really did a great job with video. I think video is something that's really important. Uh, these college coaches were not able to see these guys. They still haven't been able to. Division two and three and NAIA and community college have uh, in the last what? <clears throat> Excuse me, in the last month. But Division one has not. So we got great video. Uh, Level Video is a really good company. They came out and did a bunch of things. And we also got great metrics. We did a couple scout cast days uh, where we got all the metrics and uh, high-resolution stuff, and, and it was fantastic. So we had great evidence of these kids. That's the third part. Fourth part is we've done this for a little more than a quarter century. 
Uh, we've got great relationships all the way through uh, the country, really. And so uh, the good part is that uh, because of these relationships, they trust us. They've known that, you know, we, we've got a great amount of, you know, kids that are in, in our program. They do things the right way, good grades, all the, uh, all the above. So we have a great track history, and they trust us. Uh, what it's evolved into is last night we got our 33rd commit. This is just from March 13th. Yeah, congratulations to that young man. Um, and it's a, it's a big deal. It's a big school. Uh, you know, we're, these kids are they're committing to big schools, and, and it's, uh, it's thrilling. Uh, Tony Crovello and I do this. Uh, for a few different reasons. Uh, one of the big things is uh, we use baseball as a tool to educate, instruct, and give back. So that, that's what we do. And, and, and this is, you know, the, the culmination of it is we're very fortunate that uh, we've got a bunch of great kids and that we're able to help them in that step to, to get to the next level. And we love it. I love that, man. And uh, in our last conversation, I want you to go in. We're keeping people enough in suspense. Like, what does Rob Bruno do exactly? They can kind of get a, an idea of what you just went through right now. But why is people, why, why, if people call your program a travel ball program, why is that so offensive? Well, I think I told you um, this whole industry, and if I have to call it an industry, that's too bad also. It's, it's mm -hmm. amateur. Uh, <laughs> I'm an industry. We've, we've got a lot of carnival barkers and, and different guys that uh, they're literally set up to make money on families, which I think is absolutely disgusting. Right. Uh, I've got a real problem with that. We've got a lot of guys in our area, and there are a lot across the country. Um, if you have travel ball in your name, what is that saying? Uh, we're about development. We're, we're a college development program. Uh, again, I told you my definition of travel ball is little league on wheels, and and that. And by the way, I love little league. Yeah. Uh, the fact that it's uh, they've got all the regionals and the World Series, and 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 they're making these kids out to be some stars. That's 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 ridiculous, and that's just exploiting. Uh, but everybody loves it, so I I don't know. But you know, we're about development. We're about getting better, uh, putting great kids on a on a platform to get seen in, in front of uh, other great kids and learning how to play the game the right way so we can get it to the next level. That's what we're about. I love that. Yeah, development should be first and foremost the biggest thing. And I love that most of the hitters that you're doing, I know you have different age groups on teams and things like that, but these kids for the most part are primed for recruiting, are primed for college recruiting, pro professional recruiting, and you still have that development mindset. So I love that about how you guys are doing that. I know in our last conversation we talked about what players players have to be hand selected for your teams for NorCal baseball and and I love that because that's really what separates uh, one of the re one of the many factors that separate you guys from those those travel ball uh, little league on wheels as you, as you call it from those other travel ball programs so if a player hasn't been picked up yet and wants to say hey I, I love what coach Rob Bruno's doing uh, at all, and I want to get on his team, what do you suggest evaluation-wise that the player needs to do to get maybe in front of you guys' peer view? For our program or any other program that, that, uh, that, that's that been around a little bit that kind of does what we do, um, the first thing is the, the player taking control of that, not, not the parents. Uh, we think that the player needs to do that, number one. 
uh, again, number two, especially in this era, is great video. Uh, we we want to see swing. We want to see throwing. We want to see running. Uh, we want to see ball flight, whether it's pitching or hitting. Um, so we're, we're looking for that kind of thing. We're looking for athleticism. We're looking for great kids. Uh, that's also important. It, it's important that we have great kids. Um, so and we want great families. Uh, this, stuff, this stuff is life is too short to have knuckleheads, so to speak. <laughs> so it's important that we do that. And then, you know, at, at that point, what, what does video do? It, it, it peaks interest. So we'll have them come out and work out with us. We don't have too many tryouts per se, but we'll have them pop in and work out with us. And it, and it works out well that way. But uh, it's some, kind of, uh, some, some kind of intro letter, two to three paragraphs on saying, you know, what your goals and interests are and, and why you would want to uh, choose a program, I think makes a lot of sense also. Very cool. And then when in deciding a program, some more maybe advice that you have for hitters that are looking or pitchers that are baseball players, softball players that are looking to get into a college program, do you just pick the, the best baseball or softball school out there? What you need to do, I think, is pick the program that's going to benefit you the most. And, and that entails a lot of different things. What, what are you trying to get uh, uh, accomplished here? One of the things that is a kind of a whistle for us, uh, it, it's something that we're not sure about uh, if, if something happens. If they say we want, they want to join us because they want more exposure, uh, I would normally tell them, you know what, I don't think we're the right program for you. Uh, that, that If that's what that's about, that's an I, me kind of thing instead of a we team kind of thing, uh, not wanting to really be part of a, uh, a storied history or a legacy, that kind of thing, that always, uh, that always sends up a flag to me saying, not sure if these people are a good fit for us. We we use a a, a term um, OKG, and I kind of stole that from a from Cal football. I love what the, what that coach does. Our kind of guys, mm. our kind. Of, we want those people, guys that want to be with us. Uh, we don't want guys who want to win plastic trophies on the weekend. Uh, <laughs> we're not looking forward to that. Well, that's that's not what we do. Uh, neither Tony nor I have a flag, trophy, plaque, ring. Uh, we're talking about over 25 years of this stuff. That, that stuff's not important to us. Right. Uh, what are people that, that are on the, the same page that are going to want to be part of development, part of something special, be a great teammate? Best compliment you can give in our program is uh, he, that guy's a great teammate. And that, that's what we're looking for. I love that. Basing on character. Character is everything. And uh, oftentimes, you probably heard this quite a bit, too, from other coaches, from college programs, probably even professional scouts that they if they have the choice between two guys or two gals same ability same almost performance metrics and from there how do you choose which one is which and a lot of times they go to okay well how are they in school all right well maybe they're they're comparable in school well how about when i went on the trip to their house i visited their family and we had dinner uh, and the difference there was the big one where you had johnny that was cussing his mom out and then you had you had Bob that was doing really well with manners and things like that. A lot of times it really comes down to, or even the parents in the crowd that are shouting obscenities and getting on the umpire and all that kind of stuff. A lot of times those small things that you have really, you don't think any relation to baseball or softball 
but they have everything to do with baseball or softball. They tend to make those decisions based on those little small things. You don't want a package deal. You just don't. Um, and that becomes addition by subtraction. Uh, we, we just don't want those guys. We don't need those guys. And we're always better off as a team uh, when we don't have those guys. My, my inside little joke, and, and Tony thinks the same thing, we're, we're better off without them. We'll just find somebody better anyway. And right. It's pretty, pretty easy to do. Right, uh, right. So that, that's what we want. Very cool. And then you also mentioned early on about the, the training that you guys really emphasized and encouraged your during the cold COVID lockdown thing to have your players train. And I have a few of my hitters that play on your team uh, or played on your teams. And one of them probably gained about 20 pounds, Mikey Fung. And, unbelievable. Uh, yeah, unbelievable. And I, I love that because, like you said, you're dealing with players that are highly motivated, that want to get better. And all you have to do as a coach is just push them in the right direction. It doesn't have to be a hard shove, just a, just a nudge. And then they, they take off. So were there any kind of programming that you guys had for them? Or was it more of, hey, go find somebody who specializes in that and then follow that program? It was honestly both. Uh, yeah, I have a kinesiology background. So does Tony. Uh, we've, uh, Dan uh, Bugarin. We've got some really good guys that really know uh, the, the industry, so to speak, and, and as far as uh, weight training, that type of thing, and conditioning. Uh, but we also have people that, that had their own stuff. So if somebody had needed a program, we gave it to them. Uh, if they didn't need a program, that's fine, too. We always ask kind of, hey, what are you doing? Is this, uh, is this baseball applicable? Uh, but the reality is most weight training is baseball applicable. Um, heavy training is great. Deadlifts, squats, cleans. Uh, bigger, better, faster, stronger. You know, that, that, that was our motto, and that's what they did. Uh, you, you look at, Joey, you've seen this for a long time also. The difference between an amateur player and a professional player is purely strength. Um, th these guys need to play for a long time. It's an endurance sport. Uh, you wear it out. You wear down. Uh, the other part is this. If you're stronger, you are more confident about yourself. You'll walk around differently. Uh, you, you've got to uh, a, a different wiring to yourself, so to speak, and, and you feel more confident because you know you've put in the time and the effort to change your body, and that changes your mind, and, and that, that's why it's so powerful. I agree. That's, that's a big one, and you think about in the wild, the survival mechanisms. We have a bearded dragon. My son, who's, who's seven, we got it for him, I think, a couple Christmases ago. Is his, his birthday's on the 20th of December, so it's coming up. But I've had it for about two years. And if you go into in the beginning, before he got used to us, when you go into reach for him, he spreads out and gets really big, right? So in the wild, a lot of times for to scare off predators, you see animals get big. And when I was playing, more so in college, I had well, I was I worked out a lot in high school, but I really worked out getting bigger in college. And not saying bigger is always better, but it always gives you that, you, like you said, the confidence, the self-confidence, but also those that are looking at you, it can be a, uh, can get the survival instinct of the pitcher to be like, wow, this guy's a big dude. And then they're going to try and bust you in and all kinds of different things. I think you're too muscle bound. So that leads me to the second part of training, which is I love training. I'm, I'm one of the biggest fans of that, but the mobility stability part as well. So being able to move and have range of motion, especially for baseball players in a sport that's so one-sided dominant. So me, I played, I was right-handed hitter, right-handed thrower my whole career, and I never really had to be forced to throw left-handed or even bat left-handed. 
and there weren't many switch hitters that I played with. And as you know, there's really not many switch hitters in the big leagues because it takes almost double the amount of work to go both sides. But this sport really breeds a one-sided dominance side. Do you guys have any relationship with, with like physical therapists or uh, anybody like that? The answer is not as much as we should, mm -hmm. uh, to be perfectly honest with it. It's, uh, would we love to be more hands-on? Absolutely. And, and it, it's, it's important. Uh, everything is about body movement uh, properly. Uh, strikers and throwers, they call it the, you know, hitters and pitchers in the lab, strikers and throwers. And, you know, you, you see that a lot in, in other sports also. Uh, you look at tennis and you look at, uh, I remember it was uh, Rod Laver. Uh, I don't know if you remember Rod Laver. This was, this was well before your time, but I do. A uh, guy from Australia. He had one of the biggest uh, forearms in his left arm that I've ever seen in my life, but his right one was uh, minuscule as, as compared. So you have to have balance there also. Uh, it, it's, it's almost like a guy that's a, a weightlifter, a powerlifter. Um, a powerlifter, for instance, you know, they bench, they dead, they squat. Well, normally their shoulders are too rounded. Um, if, if a guy trains like that in baseball, one of the worst things you can do because you've got to have great decelerators. You've got to have great rear delts. You've got to have great balance or else you're going to start compensating and you're going to have injuries. Right. So absolutely important. Um, do we emphasize it? Yes. Can we do more? Probably so. Uh, but we don't have the guys there on an everyday basis. But it, it is key uh, to be able to have balance and to be able to move properly. Um, ankle uh, flexion, that, that type of thing. Those are, those are big items, whether you're a, a hitter, pitcher, catcher, all the above. Yeah, exactly. And there, maybe I'll have to connect you with Dr. Joe Lacaz. He's a Rotex Motion. He, or he invented Rotex Motion. Rotex Motion is they, two floor models that look like DJ turnstiles. They look like yep. they have little resistance type of things. And then they have handhelds that look like those little suckers that if you wanted to climb a wall of glass and you stick yes. it on and you turn it, it looks kind of like that. And Joe is a former Navy SEAL. I think he was in the Navy SEALs for like 20-something years. And then he, when he retired from there, he got into chiropractic. So he's a chiropractor, yep. uh, for, former chiropractor. He's not. He's retired since. But he's gone into the spinal engine and the springy fascia, all the stuff that, that I do. He works with golfers and baseball, and, and they work with a lot of professionals and things like that. It's a really easy, simple system. And you can talk to, like, Mikey and I'm trying to think of some of the Love other Love to hear about it. That would be great. Yeah. So it, 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 it's an easy system that that the exercises, it can take, like you said, ankles three to five minutes of ankle work. And you can just focus on that for like a month with the guys. And they have like a station at your practices where they're, that's the Rotex station. And they go over there three to five minutes. Um, so anyway, I can I can uh, maybe make an introduction or, or talk to you on another call about what that what that is. But it's a it's a simple, quick uh, doesn't take a lot of time and it, and it's been really working wonders for a lot of my hitters. It's increased some of their ball exit speed. If they're doing it at least two times a week, one time a week is recommended, or I mean, uh, once a day is recommended, but two times a week, I've had a couple hitters after about six to eight weeks, increase their ball exit speeds by like six miles an hour. And it wasn't really a lot of mechanical stuff. It was more of the Rotex is what was the different thing in that whole thing. So anyway, we can do a talk uh, on that, you know, another day. We can do a just regular phone call. Um, yeah. But I had a question. So you, you mentioned relationships and that NorCal baseball has been going for over, what, 25, almost three decades now, 25 years, almost three decades. Here. So 
talk about relationships that you guys have because this is a big deal when you talk about the the travel ball organizations and separation and the difference between you, what you guys are doing in or organization where you're developing players organ uh, development is great but also having those relationships with college coaches and professional coaches go into some of the why you guys elevate relationship with those coaches so much well it, it's important first of all that that we know them and they know us uh, the biggest thing I would tell you is we have to be advocates for our players um, our players come before anything else. They, 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 be, they come before the colleges, for instance. So we need to make sure that we know the schools and the coaches uh, so that we can help educate our players on what would be a good fit. Uh, when we talk to our players, we talk about a couple different prerequisites. One of the first ones is, would you go to that school if you never played baseball? And if the answer is no, you cross it off. Uh, this, you know, you're going to be a player a lot longer than a person. Um, secondly, this is not just a four-year decision. Everybody says, oh, it's a four-year, and it goes back to being a really a 40-year decision. It's who you are exponentially after college. And so you want to find a place that's going to fit you best that's going to help you develop as a person. I think the only guy that's ever died in his cleats is Don Zimmer. <laughs> um, that, I think I mentioned that, and, and that's it. And every, everybody else, you, you, you need to do something the rest of your life. I mean, what are you going to do when you're uh, just, let's say you're a professional baseball player and you, you play till you're 38 years old. Uh, not too many 42-year-old, 43-year-old baseball players anymore. There was a, uh, an era where they, were, they had an extended life, and we won't go into that part. Uh, but, but, you know, you, at 37, 38, you know, at, that's, that's the best-case scenario. What do you do with the next 50 years? And so – Find a place where you're going to have great relationships. It's going to be your major. Uh, this is where you want to be as far as geographical fit. Uh, all, the, all the different demographics that you want to take down, find your best fit. Uh, look at, find out um, developmental-wise, uh, is this, uh, yeah, I'm a catcher, and is this a great catching coach? Is this guy going to make me better, whether it's Division One, Two, Three, NAIA? Am I going to become better? Uh, this coach is a nurturer or, or is he more of an authoritative guy? So uh, that being said, let's, let's flip it over to the, to the coaches. We want to make sure the coaches uh, know our players, and we help out with that also. Now, we don't, uh, we don't run roughshod saying you've got to take this guy, you've got to take that guy, but uh, you know, Tony and I and, and Paul Wiemens and Dan Bugarin and all the guys that are in our program, we've got great relationships. We've got you know, 70, 80 years of uh, relationships with these college coaches. And they know if we say, hey, this guy can play at your level, you need to take a look, then they're going to take a look. It's important that they do that. Uh, we're also going to say, you know what, you're missing on this guy. You need to look. And, and we've got some get-out-of-jail-free cards because of that. Um, your, your area down there is interesting because I'll, I'll use two examples with Fresno State. Uh, do you remember Nick Moresi? Yep. Second guy absolute stud nobody wanted Nick Moresi in the country he became a second round guy uh, if he didn't have so many injuries in pro ball he, he would have been a big leaguer starter right uh, one of the heroes of Fresno State in the last 15 years played for us nobody wanted him at this point the best hustling guy I just had a great talk with him yesterday the hero of the World Series Steve Detweiler mm -hmm. and, and and both Nick and Steve were literally signed one month before baseball started. We're talking July. Wow. July, 
after their senior year, they both committed and signed then. That's unheard of. But, you know, we, we kept telling these guys, hey, you're missing the boat on these guys. They are great players, but more importantly, they're winners. And so we've got some good get-out-of-jail-free cards. We're never going to just uh, pump some guy up and say, hey, this guy can really play. You ought to take him. That doesn't do anybody any good because if he can't play at that level, it's going to be a short-lived career. That doesn't help anybody. So that, we have to make sure that we have credibility, and we have. We, we, we're not going to lie. Uh, we're going to tell the truth, but we're going to be insistent sometimes because we know where a guy can play. We know them better than they do. Well, I mean, the, the prestigious of your of your you guys' organization is really speaks for itself. And being able to still be around after that almost three decades really speaks volumes. Anything in this world that dies fast isn't worth really doing. It's something that takes longer time, like the, the old books, the old movies that are still around, the, 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 good, the good one, the Bible, right? Those kind of things that have been around for a while have, have stood the test of time are whether they're organizations or products or services or whatever. There's a lot of credibility in that. And, and I really, I can't speak highly enough of you guys' organization. I love what you guys are doing, the development side. Again, everything we've talked about on this call. So, um, you know, it's an honor to have you on and I would love to have a, a part two. This I know this was take two, but have a part two in the future because I think the recruit recruiting side has to be done smartly. And there has to be people for these players, coaches like yourself and organizations like what you guys are, what you guys put together. There, that needs to be the guiding light when we get into the recruiting side of things. A lot of times parents take that upon themselves, and I really see a lot of mistakes happening there where it could really be relieved if they talk to coaches like yourself. So I appreciate everything you do. Where can we find more information for those on this call, parents, coaches, or even other programs maybe that are looking for that maybe aren't in this area that are in another state or whatever that are just looking for guidance. Where can they find some information on you guys? Well, two different ways. Um, our website, and, and we can be more active on our website, but we've got some good information on there is at NorCalBaseball.org. Um, my email, uh, anybody can email me and, and ask any questions is RT. B-R-U-N-O, the number one, rtbruno1 at yahoo.com. So happy to answer anything. Thanks. Thanks, Rob. Yeah, and I'll get all that in the transcription. I'll get that all out. We'll, um, I might even, because we got this on video, I may uh, in the future put this up on the blog, but I will get you the transcription. I will get you the audio, so the okay. MP3 audio, uh, which might be good. So, uh, and you can do with it whatever you want. But hey, I appreciate your time. I uh, want to be respectful of your time and also respectful of uh, your patience in finally getting this interview going. And I think this is going to be a good one. So thanks for what well, you guys do, Rob. And uh, until next time, have a good rest of your uh, uh, October and holidays going into the holiday season. Thank you, Joey. Appreciate it. All right, brother. Take care of yourself. Keep up the good work. Yep. Thank you. All right, Coach Rob. Bye.